Hey, you big dummy. This is Jay from Jagger Holly, and you are in the dummy room. This is the big time, girly. This is rock and roll. Hey everyone, you're tuned into the Dummy Room. I'm Jody Have Not, joined as always by Mr. Nate Double. What's up? <laughs> Didn't seem like it had enough buildup with just the regular. No, name. I had plenty of buildup. <laughs> <laughs> It's good for me, man. Hey, we were just talking. um, I'm really needing this weather to break, dude. I need, I need springtime. Yeah, you're frozen and cracked and blistered and chapped. Yeah, man. It's just we have snow and slush, and it's just been a mess the past week. And I'm just ready to be done with it. Yeah, doesn't sound fun, man. I was telling you earlier, we've been having a mild winter so far. It's been pretty cool. I mean, we've had a few s- bouts of snow, but nothing, no f- like a foot at a time or anything yet. <laughs> so it's been pretty pretty chill. Not too cold. Like this year, time last year, it was like 30 below and shit at night. <laughs> so this is like nothing. I think it's like 30-something right now here. Mm. Not, not too bad. Not to rub it in. No. Nah. Hey, I didn't ask you off. Um, how's Nathan doing, man? <laughs> He's good. It's actually you can't <laughs> even hardly tell it happened now. Really? Yeah. Kind of crazy, huh? It happened to you too, though. You when were, you were a kid, well, it right? happened to me when I was a kid. Yeah, but it happened when um, that happened on record night. So of course yeah. we had to cancel uh, the usual recording of this episode. So now we're like just days before the the release here. <laughs> <laughs> just when we thought, thought our this was schedule it, was man. back on order <laughs> now it's like yeah jesus yeah it's all fucked up again it's cool though but i thought this was the week we were gonna we were gonna fucking blow it man <laughs> <laughs> i was too for a minute but man i don't want to i want to keep going with it if we can you know what i mean oh yeah shit was crazy at my house tonight man too yeah. i thought i thought oh man i, I should have canceled probably like i don't know my daughter was having a complete meltdown today what happened with her (laughs) oh nothing she just being a just just being a pain in the ass you know getting in trouble and then just uh i don't know just not wanting to uh to listen you know Mm -hmm. just being a 12 year old almost 13 year old you know oh boy strap in buddy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so just got some bumpy road ahead she's got quite the uh explosive personality you know Oh, I wonder where she gets that from. Yeah, she has to be right. She has to have the last word, and uh, my wife does too sometimes. So, (laughs) putting it mildly. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, dude, before we get going into the subject, because we have resolved to make this episode a little bit shorter than 4.15 hours or whatever. Yes. Uh, you told me to remind you about a story about a cinder block. I've been thinking about it for a week. So what happened? Cinder What's block. the deal? Oh yeah, the cinder block, dude. This is crazy. So I've been working down in this uh, this this town 
like an hour south of Lacrosse. Okay. And um, it's, I've been working in this uh, administration building, this big county building, you know. Yeah. And the maintenance guy there. So let me tell you about the maintenance guy. Dude, it's totally nuts. Like this is a government fucking building, and this guy's like sh- like shop and office is filled with like, dude, he smokes in there, which is insane, right? This day and age. Yeah. I mean, he fucking chain smokes in the building all day, <laughs> and he's got girly posters everywhere. Wow. <laughs> so it's like it's like you're you know, twenty years back, you know, back to the eighties. Yeah, like unbelievable that this guy gets away with it. But in one of the mechanic rooms off of his area, there's a fucking cinder block in there. And he had told me a little bit about this before, but uh, I was there and I was just going to leave. And I decided to go over and take a look at this cinder block. And it's like this big double one. And it's got a ratty-ass rope around it. And it's got shit written on there like with marker and then um there's a tag on on this this other piece of rope and it's an evidence tag and this fucking cinder block was used as a fucking like to uh, sink somebody in a river it was and shit tied it was so this guy i looked it up right afterward i looked it up and this guy killed his wife with a hammer right oh <laughs> and then yeah, he had to, you know, anchors away, motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, so... Why is it there, then? I mean, why I is don't, it... Well, I asked him the next day when I saw him, like, hey, what? That, that That's real story, you know? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, why is it here? He's like, well, they, they had a bunch of shit brought in when they moved, and they stored it in there, and he said that just stayed. But, man, when I was, like, I was take I took a picture of this shit, you know? Yeah. Um. I was like creeped out standing in front of this block knowing yeah, what dude. the fuck it was used for, you know? This creepy. It's really weird. But I've been working like six feet from this goddamn thing for, you know, a week. Don't fucking get your and... fingerprints on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the, it happened in uh, 1994. Dude killed her with a hammer and oh then threw her in the river. And... A hammer. That's yeah. Brutal. I don't know. He doesn't have the hammer, but. It's like MC Hammer always said, dude. Hammer time. <laughs> I yeah. have to edit that um, out. No, nah, just really creepy. Cinder block, like knowing that it was tied to some to some woman yeah. at the bottom of the Mississippi. You know, I think that's the, probably the same feeling I was having when I was up on that porch at this fucking Dee Dee Blanchard house. Oof, terrible. Yeah. Hey, I was. Um, I had a weird. Vision, dude. A vision? What happened? Did you do like some ayahuasca or something? No, it was work shit. So I was at work. This was on. This was on Friday. Uh, maybe not Friday. Whatever. Last week, and um, this guy I'm working with, he's looking for something above a ceiling, you know. And I had done work in this building 15 years ago, and um, I I couldn't even remember. Like, I'm like, what's down that hallway, you know? And he's like, oh, there's like an conference room and shit so i walk down there and there's a there's a bunch of women in this conference room the doors open and shit and i didn't you know we were kind of talking loud i didn't really think much of it but um and it hits me and i looked up at the ceiling and dude i ain't shitting you man it's gonna sound stupid but i fucking saw myself 
working above the ceiling. I'm like, holy what? shit. So I told him, I'm like, dude, check that one right there, that ceiling tile. Check right there. And uh, so my coworker went over there, and fuck yeah, man. It was right where he needed to be. It wow. was really weird. It was like I suddenly just like saw myself. I, I can't explain it, man. It was like a fucking vision. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was like kind of creeped out by it, you know? I bet, dude. My question, though, is did you yeah. have some pizza with some like funny mushrooms that day or it's something? Like, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> it was like weird deja vu, you know? Yeah. It was like it was like I was having deja vu. And, you know, when you're having deja vu, like everything that happens, you're like, you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. It was like that, but I was like one step behind everything. Like I was seeing it like a little bit behind it, you know? Strange, uh, but yeah, weird building. Cinder blocks and. <laughs> what if it like keeps happening, man, and you develop like some kind of special powers? I hope so. Did you ever see that like uh, phenomenon movie with fucking Travolta? Yeah. He, like. All of a sudden, can do all this shit with his mind and all this stuff. What if that's yeah, you? I want to do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't yeah. you want to do that? That'd be cool. Yeah. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned, folks, and we'll let you know if Nate develops any kind of uh, supernatural abilities. Yep. Um. So, have you seen this? Um. This video by a band called Dazi, a chick named Dazi? No. Dozy? I don't think Dude, so. Dude, I've, I've been seeing this for a while, and I thought it was a joke. I actually watched it tonight. Um, didn't watch the whole thing, made it about a minute into it. Um, so I, 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 I imagine it's called Dazi, and it's Ramon's t-shirt. Oh, yeah, I've actually seen the, that posted a couple times. Dude, did you even watch the video? Nah, man, I've been meaning to, though. It is like full on like new school country sounding, like um I don't know Taylor Swift or something like that. Really, like but she, a Ramones T-shirt. She's wearing different Ramones shirts throughout it, and the chorus is like all about I I don't know what it is I can't remember, but it's like all Ramones T-shirt. It's really strange. Really, yeah, and it's like a legit song, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's D. It's Dazi. D O Z Z I. Check it out, man. DRTV, man. DRTV. 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 Tune in with me. DRTV. Hell yeah, DRTV. <laughs> you know. I will say that almost any girl does look better in a Ramones t-shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even if they never even heard of the Ramones before. It's just a good look. Is this country? I don't think this is country, is it? It's... I don't know. It's country of me. What is it? It's like pop. Like I like this knee-high stocking thing, so I'll give you that. Is this pop? I don't know. I don't know. What if that's really... She sounds like a country singer, but yeah, it's definitely like a shitty pop music. Huh. Well, that's enough <laughs> for me, but... Uh, you know, it's just sad that, you know, like... 
Joey Ramone would have thought that was fucking cool as shit. But they never got to see that. You know what I mean? The Ramones yeah. never got to see most of their fame. They were never this big when they were alive. No. When the Ramones were alive, um, ugly fuckers like Lemmy were singing about them. <laughs> now they're dead and they got these, uh, you know, good looking country chicks singing about them. Country pop. <laughs> Completely different. <honeys>. Uh, <laughs> the one chick kind of looks like Christina Aguilera. Uh, not Aguilera, but Applegate. Uh, what's her name? Kelly, Kelly Bundy? Bundy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. This, are you still? She's no Kelly Bundy, though. No, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I guess that's country. I don't know. With a name <sighs> like that, it sounds like pop. Mm. Country names are like I don't even <laughs> I don't know. School us on country here, Jody. <laughs> I don't know that much about country, but it's usually either, it's just man. somebody's name, you know, Loretta Lynn, uh Conway Twitty, whatever, George Jones. It's not like Dozy <laughs> or whatever. Dozy. Yeah. Dozy Doe or whatever. Maybe it is what's, like a square dance reference. What's the uh what's the wrestler that's that's a rocker now? Um, I haven't seen wrestling since Hulk Hogan was cool in 1983 or something. <laughs> you know? No, there's like a big um, wrestler that's he's like a he's like a band dude now. I can't think of his name. Oh, I know who you're talking about fucking Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho, he's in that band Fozzy. Fozzy, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. What's funny is I last night we watched that uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot thing. You know. Yeah, and uh, Jericho was in that. It was fucking. It was funny, dude. Is that pretty good? I went into it thinking it was totally gonna suck, but I wanted to see it anyway, just because I liked the previous ones. Yeah, but the way they did it was clever. I enjoyed it. It was good. I'd recommend it to you. It's not bad. It's pretty funny. I laughed a few times. Cool. So, um, should we get into the topic tonight? Yeah, we should. Had a little contest, see who could guess it. If anybody could guess uh, what classic album we're going to be talking about. Yeah, I actually saw two people that guessed it, but I think that Vincent was first. Vincent was first. Neither one of them uh, put it in a in a normal spot. I don't know if you picked up on that. No, I didn't uh, even yeah, see they the were first in... one until you told me about it. Yeah, that's the first one I noticed, and that one it was under. I can't remember where it was, but it certainly wasn't under the. Um, uh the the main topic the the episode topic i guess but um i saw that one first and then uh jason jason yeah also said it so so tonight we are doing um parasites punchlines yeah yeah classic classic of course uh first time you heard it you remember uh yeah i actually do do you remember me telling you about that this dude, Brian, yeah. but that dude turned me on to the Parasites way back when. He was the first dude I knew that had like all the old seven inches, you know? 
the Paramania, Last Caress, all that shit. It was definitely Brian that like turned me on to the Parasites. But I can remember the first time I heard Punchlines and just thinking, damn, dude. Because I was more used to the Parasites as a singles band. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to hear a full album, you know, 12 bangers, it's pretty, it's pretty magical. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know, Punchlines, it's probably the best record they got. You know what I mean? Maybe not production-wise, but it, I mean, the only one to me that comes close to it is probably Solitary, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, production could use help, of course, but, um, songs are great, man. Yeah. I, I heard it, I was in high school, and, um, we got this club in town called The Warehouse, right? You've heard me talk about it. Yeah. And they used to do shows on, like, kind of, like, pretty much Thursday and Saturday nights, and then Friday night was, like, um, like a dance night. Like, like, weird dance nights. So, um, we never went there on Friday nights. But I had this friend who's older than me, and he he's the guy that got me into, like, uh, Descendants, Replacements, Soul Asylum, all that cool shit. And he used to, like, DJ every once in a while at this place. And I was in a band with him and shit. We'd play there and stuff, and we'd practice there. So on Friday nights when he was DJing, I would go upstairs and hang out with him, you know, for a little bit and, you know, watch hot goth chicks dance and shit right and then um but then i'd leave and the record store was like literally a block away so you know you just kind of go over there and i remember one night looking you know sifting through cds and coming across punchlines man and just the yellow one or the red one i well i think i just had the yellow one yeah me too i never was vinyl yeah i never had the red one yeah i never had vinyl on that record so but no, the cover was so cool, and I remember f- pulling it out, you know, and turning it over and seeing Shredder and being like, yep, better <laughs> check this out, you know? Right. And um, you, we could listen to shit there. You know, you could, you know, they could give you the CD and you could listen yeah. to it. And a um, listening station? That's a thing of the yeah. past, huh? Yeah, I remember it was about 30 seconds in, and it was like, yep, we're done, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Picked it up, and uh, I still have that copy, dude. That's the only copy I've ever had. Um, it developed a skip <laughs> recently, <laughs> um, and I noticed it. So I actually bought the fucker. I bought a, a digital copy of it. Bandcamp the fucker. Cool. <laughs> After 20, 26 fucking years, you know? Yeah. 26 years, one disc. That's It served its time, you know? You can't ask for much more than that. It's, it's funny because I tried to find it like just a few days ago. I can't find it now. So, it's my house is a complete disaster with everything, and um, yeah, it's disastrous right now for a reason. But um, yeah, so it's sort of a wall. But that was really th- my first time hearing them, and uh, so the yeah, first and then thing a- you ever heard was crazy, huh? Yeah, that's awesome. What, what an introduction! Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and then um, you know, go back after that. Yeah. Get the earlier stuff. But um I remember in um shortly after it wasn't too long after I got that record, um, I got a call. And um it was it was this guy, Dave Parasite, you know? And yeah. this guy's calls me out of the blue and and uh says, Hey, this is Dave Parasite, whatever he said, you know, and he wanted a show. He was booking a tour and I'm like, Okay, well I hooked him up with uh that club guy, you know, the guy who 
still runs that club. Yeah. Hooked them up with him, and they ended up playing here on that tour, the, my first time seeing him. But I remember getting off the phone with him and thinking, who the fuck is Dave, you know? So I go to the CD, and I'm like, there's no fucking Dave, you know? It's, there's Nikki. Yeah, Nikki <laughs> you know? And I'm like, there's no fucking Dave in this band. And I was like, this is weird. So I remember waiting to figure out who the hell I was talking to, you know? And yeah, it turns out Dave was Nikki. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't understand the Nikki thing, but I'm glad he switched. Yeah, I always thought that was just kind of a <laughs> Motley Crue kind of thing to do. Yeah, Dave's probably not a big Nikki Six fan. I don't know. Maybe he is. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Dave sounds cooler than Nikki, though. It just does. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, this this uh, this album is a long time coming for us, man. We talked about doing this pretty <laughs> much at the beginning of the show. Yeah. It's one of those bands that obviously we both connected to. Man, for me, the Parasites, they were just like, I don't know. They're like your perfect love song band, you know what I mean? Whereas at the same time, a lot of the other bands we listened to weren't all love songs yet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Weasel, Queers, and such. Whereas Punchlines is all love songs, dude. It's like what you want. And another thing about the Parasites that's crazy to me like, even on punchlines, I usually don't like four-minute songs, but somehow you don't get bored in a four-minute Parasite song. You know what I mean? It's crazy. There's so much ear candy on every fucking song on this album, you know? Yeah. And you just keep hearing extra things the more you listen to it, you know? Like, even years yeah. later, you start picking up on shit you didn't even notice when you were a kid. So crazy. Dude, I, I was listening to my new copy of it, you know, with good headphones on yeah last week and i'm like hearing shit and i'm like is this like remastered or something why am i hearing shit you know right hearing new things i couldn't believe it i always thought that you know the parasites i always put them in this category of you know the upper the upper echelon of pop punk bands you know queers weasel they're they're right there yeah i always thought they didn't get their due because they didn't have any you know the aggro the dumb songs you know yeah they don't have anything like that yeah. it's all love songs that's what i love about um, them but yeah you're probably right They're probably in that climate back in the early 90s most of the bands had those and and people dug it i dug it <laughs> you know what i mean whereas yeah. i don't really as much these days but when you're I'm you know, glad a they teenager did, though, raging testosterone filled teenager <laughs> you know this place sucks, like totally rules. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always thought the closest they got was Ronnie is a psycho. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh,
which obviously was on a later album, but right. um, and that was by no means you know real aggro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I liked how you know they still had some faster songs. Like, I don't believe you. You know, it's that. Fast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool. Parasites are definitely were underrated to me because most of my friends didn't really care for them. It seemed like I'd be. Pl- I mean, maybe it was because they didn't have the aggro shit, and we were teenagers. But to me, I don't know. He's like a. You know, Dave's really on the same caliber to me as like a Lennon or a McCartney. You know what I mean? For real. I'm not just saying that. Like he, he dude, he's he's a good songwriter. Exactly. I mean, exactly. He understands this, his craft. It's not just the same old progressions. You know, he's got a lot of shit going on. You could tell he definitely grew up kind of digging on the Beatles. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. Um But there's there's people that can write songs in our our bubble, you know? Yeah. And they're cool songs, but I think Dave is I think Dave could write songs outside the bubble, you know. I think he just understands song structure and yeah. and the production of things. Uh, recently, I sent him uh, a couple of songs just to check out by a, a by a band, and he was just like critiquing them. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I was just looking for an opinion. That, but it was it was pretty funny, you know. But he's he's calling out, yeah, the vocals are pitchy and blah blah blah, and damn. But uh, yeah, I think I think as a songwriter, uh, he is he's thinking way beyond, you know, just getting a song out. He's he's really focusing on his craft and making it uh, the best song that he can. Yeah, like not just no, no wasted. There's time no filler. His, yeah, <laughs> there's no filler with it's this like, guy. Like literally, almost every one of these songs is like. The verse is a hook. The pre-chorus is a hook. The hook yeah. is a hook. The middle yeah. eight's a hook. It's just like, yeah, that's the weird crazy, thing. Because like, it, the, when you when you're learning about songs and you know what a chorus and a verse and a bridge and a, and a hook is, it's like hooks are you know he redefined it in a way. It's like everything, every song is a hook. You know, every change, yeah, it's a hook. Yeah, it's all there, man. That's why I never it's understood really weird. Why, why they weren't like one of the biggest bands. Because yeah, I don't, based on the songwriting, I, I mean, yeah, the production on this album could have been a lot better, but the songs are they're there, you know. Like they're if you if they would have recorded this with the same production of say like I don't know Dookie for example, since all this Green Day talk earlier, you know, if the, if you had that Green Day production on these songs, this could, I think it could have sold more than Dookie. You know what I mean? I don't know what it was about them that they never really got to that next level, but they I always felt like they were kind of better than, on a songwriting point of view. To me, back then, they were they were kind of like on a higher level than the Queers or Screeching Weasel or even MTX, you know what I mean? I know that's yeah. like sacrilege probably to some people, but No, whatever. not at all, man. They're right on par, let's put it that way. Um, Should we do the track by track? Let's do it. Dude, I I was thinking of like how to start this thing. You know, do you st- <laughs> do we start with crazy? I mean, I you know what I mean. It's kind of sounds weird, but it's like, geez, this is the. This is my favorite song on the record. This is my favorite song by them, period, you know? Yeah. 
Ah, we'll start with it. I just thought maybe we should save it to last. <laughs> yeah, we can if you <laughs> want to start with nothing at all. Nah, we can do no, no, let's start. So. Yeah, crazy is like one of the greatest pop punk songs ever written.
it's still not my yeah. favorite by them or even on this record. Really? Really. You're, you're fucking nuts. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's nah, way up this, there. Uh, it's not my number two probably for sure, but... Yeah, this 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 song, just the beginning little riff that... You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. I fucking love it, dude. It kind of the... sets the tone for this record. You you know what you're getting <laughs> with this one. It is weird, though. Like, if it, like for you, you only heard that first little intro, bought the disc, but when you got home, I mean, like, some of these other songs don't sound anything like that. You know what I mean? Was it weird yeah, for you? I, um, I remember... So, yeah, like the next song, Nothing At All, right. has that... Um, it's a little slower. Yeah. And it starts... Kind of the acoustic sheen the, and all that. The 12-string acoustic. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, this is different, but the songs hit you right away, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, Dave's songs and his, his just... His way that he writes, uh, you know, it's all unrequited love songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, they just strike. They strike you. Especially when um, we were the age that we were. You know what I mean? Like teenage love. You know what I mean? All angsted yeah. out. Like it's a bit shit looking back at us as an adult for us. But I can remember, you know, in between girls here and there, you know, that's when you really play the shit out of the parasites. You know what I mean? And they'd be your your anthems, you know. I'm gonna make you love me and all this shit. Yeah, I almost loved you, you know. Got to hang up all this shit, even you know, just all of it. It's pretty much. I thought so. Back to crazy lyrically, it it sort of stands out on the record. Um, it does have some great fucking lyrics. Some of the lines, you know. Um, can't, his can't friends, have a room uh, for they two. bought him a straight jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the rubber room for two. Um, what's the line where he says, uh, uh, I met you in emergency. You rolled right by on your way back from shock therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he says, uh, I knew you were meant for me. I loved the way you moved, even though you moved involuntarily. It's yeah. like, that is such a crazy thing to say and even think about, you know? Yeah. But it's so fucking cool. Totally. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just that. What a clever song, right? Yeah. I mean, one of the, like we were saying earlier, one of the greatest of all time, this song. It's just, <sighs> it's just one of those songs. That I think anyone that heard that would be like, damn, the Parasites, fuck yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. I think even like, even today, suppose like some young new band did a remake of that song. That's a hit, dude. You know? Could still be a hit. I think so, man. Will anyone ever so do So nothing it? at all. Yeah. Track two. You ain't got nothing. That's the shit. Ah, I love that kind of chimey acoustic too, man. It's a, uh, I don't know. It's just, what do you say about <laughs> this? Is why we start. We need to get back to like having Sunny or someone be on these with us, because you and I are just like, ah, fucking rules the whole time. <laughs> but it does, man. This is another great yeah. one. I can remember though as What's... a kid, I didn't like this one right off the bat. This was one of those songs that grew on me over the years. Oh yeah. Well, coming out of crazy, it's just so different you know what i mean yeah it's 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 kind of a dark and kind of a gloomy song you know yeah it's kind of a weird one because the other ones all kind of sound musically almost 
happy, you know? Yeah. Not this one. This one sounds sad. <laughs> I dig that song. The chorus is gold. Oh, yeah. You know? You hear it once, you're, you're humming it all day long. I'm trying to think if this is the uh, lyrically I'm in my head. Yeah, yeah. So this is... Um, um, you say you like my jeans. <laughs> I've seen enough to know exactly what that means. All right. The next song totally rocks. It was one of my favorites when I was a kid, just because it was more upbeat, you know, more yep. rocked out. Yeah. The only thing I never liked is the beginning that obnoxious, you know, the, feedback yeah, sound. I could do without yeah. that, but back then, this is what ninety, what three, ninety four. 92. 94, yeah. Whenever. That was like a thing. All those alternative bands wanted feedback. It was just a thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I didn't mind it back then, though. That was kind of cool. No, no, I probably didn't either. Um, I think this song fits the fits the spot perfect. Just um, it needed a little pick-me-up here. Yeah, bring it back. <laughs> From the last one. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of the faster Parasite songs. Yeah, um, but still, it's just man, it's just still, a great song. Yeah. Even if it's slow, it's still such a great song. He's got the pop thing down. He's got like you could tell he's well versed in a lot more music besides just the fucking Ramones. You know what I mean? Well, I, I was I would imagine like this album sounds like what it would sound like if all tried to make a Beatles record or something. <laughs> yeah you know i i definitely he's a descendants guy right he loves the descendants and i can hear it all over in his music you know yeah definitely um more beatles so way more than too. the remotes well oh, the yeah. beatles yeah but beatles were never this good <laughs> but way more way more descendants than ramones uh, yeah even sure. though i always thought that they got lumped into that ramones thing maybe it's because of the the live record or whatever yeah but um they don't. They never sound like the Ramones, you know. No, Maybe yeah. the later albums, just because. No, this has way you know. too way more parts than any Ramones song, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely more sophisticated, as far as <laughs> music theory goes, and I appreciate yeah. that. I mean, I love you know everyone knows how much we love the Ramones, but I like a little sophistication so I, too. Yeah, I was going to ask you that since you you know you're a. Um, you're an accomplished guitar player. You've you you were an instructor for a while, right? You know what you're doing. Yeah. How do you? What do I you guess. think of this album? <laughs> all the guitars on this record, man. I love it, dude. Kid me? I mean, I appreciate these songs because they're more than just you know power chords. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, like I, I'm like a lot of you guys, uh, and you guys, I mean, you and like Josh last week, where you guys were saying how the Beatles suck and all this, but it's like. I used to think that too, but sometime when I was about fourteen, I just I realized that all my favorite songwriters worship the Beatles. You know what I mean? And if I figured if I learned how to play those songs, it would help me write songs better. And it does help you because you learn different hmm. chords. Besides, just a lot of these bands are only playing like the root and the fifth, like a just a two finger power chord. You know what I mean? It's lame. And then there's so many more textures you can get if you actually know. A few more things i mean even just major and minor a lot of bands don't even know that much which is crazy you know what i mean it's nuts yeah but well yeah. it's not that i think the beatles suck dude it's just that i just 
you know, my whole life, everyone's been cramming the Beatles at oh, me, you I know? And it's like, fuck that, man. I I don't want to listen to the Beatles. <laughs> Dude, I, you know? I was the same. I'm the same guy. I just made myself do it, and I just... I mean, don't get me wrong. I only like <laughs> the Beatles tried, up until... Man. That early Beatles, it's the blueprint for everything that we love, dude. Even like a radio hit, like Sars standing there, it counts off like a Ramon song, and then they go yeah, into the I mean, floor. No, it's, the floor. it's great. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but I, I just can't listen to it, you know? I understand. I mean, I'm not all doors about the Beatles, you know? Yeah. It's not like Tom Petty to me. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just, I'm just not that guy that's, you know, I would much rather listen to the Ramones than the Beatles, you know? Oh, yeah, Any well, day. me too. You know, Man, I just first few I, Beatles records up until when they became like acid heads. Once they became hippies, they totally yeah. Sucked. And then the songs went over three or four minutes, and they yeah, sucked. Yeah, but before that, yeah. man, they had a lot of good songs, and they're all just the same old four on the floor beat, eighth notes on the everything that I mean, they they did it all first. But anyways, enough defending the Beatles. All right, track four, Young and Stupid.
serious ones on here. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is this is like the only non-love song, right? This is sort of a this is like high a, school teen yeah, angst. This is like the Parasites shit. version of Flaming Youth, <laughs> you know, like a youth anthem. <laughs> yeah. Um, young yeah. and stupid kind of thing. Yeah, stupid I always loved this was growing up, this was probably my favorite, you know. Just uh you know, it's a little punchier than the rest. It's got a different recording, of course. Right. Uh Dan. Dan Kofer, the uh who played it throughout I don't know, throughout the mid late nineties with him. Um he drummed on this song. So Yeah. It definitely stands out a little bit compared to the mixes on the rest yeah. of the album you know yeah this just that big crunchy guitar in the beginning yeah, i oh, dig it sounds great it's yeah. a pretty funny song you know yeah um I, I guess that's you know if just lyrically i think that's probably how a lot of people were and still are you know that's how we felt i know i felt that way when i was hearing this for the first time <laughs> you know i was fucking yeah. young and stupid no, I'm yeah. just old and stupid. Did, let me let me ask. Did your did your dad want you to join the Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines? <sighs> I'm guessing so, right? He was a military guy. <laughs> yeah, but I think they they probably knew there was no. I mean, you could, <laughs> I was already playing shows when I was 13. <laughs> you know? Jody's Jody's got no hope in the military. Nope, it wasn't <laughs> for me. Uh, once I discovered music, that's that's all I really cared about. You know. My parents used yeah. to drive me to my gigs and shit. <laughs> it's weird. Um, I love the line, I got so bored I wrote a personal ad. Yeah, that's great. It said, go out with me, you'll have the worst time you've that you've ever, ever had. had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, classic. I mean, it's it captures that teen angst, not in like a, to sound corny, like in the 90s, all this angst. Yeah. But it actually but was- does capture that, you know? Yeah, because all the other, at, at, when I first heard this, all the punk rock stuff, all the, the youth anthems and shit were all like, break shit, you know, and yeah. get fucked up and destroy, destroy. Right. And then this song was just like, this dude just wants to watch TV and be bored. <laughs> this is perfect for me. <laughs> right. Definitely identify was, with that more than, you know, destroy and break shit. Yeah. Love this song. Yeah, classic. The next one to me is the best song on this album. Um, I think you might be right, dude. What I'm here with you. Overall, absolute classic. When 
dude, this is a song that I think Crazy is my favorite, but overall song-wise, this is a hit. This could have been a hit for anybody. Exactly. You know, this could have been a big pop hit. This could have been a rock hit, you know? Yeah. Lyrically, it's fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give this to Rick Springfield in the early 80s. This is like on The Wedding Singer. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, just one of those songs that's pretty much perfect. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I think this is one of their songs. This is one of them that they've played at every show, you know? I would, too. If I wrote that song, I'd be ramming it down people's throats <laughs> the rest of my life, dude. Yeah. It's <laughs> a fucking great song, man. You have to be proud of that shit, you know? Yeah. This song made, you know, the the, the remaster thing, you know, their, their best of. Yeah, and it sounds um, it's really good. comps. Yeah. There, and there's a reason. It is, it's just that good. Yeah, that's my favorite, for sure. Crazy's like a number two right on its heels, but yeah. I'm here with you. It's just perfect. Yes. Yeah, he's a fucking damn good lyricist, man. Oh, yeah, man. The thing I love about this song lyrically is, like, even though there's all this, like, indecision, in the end, there's this hope. Like, we're going to work it out. You know what I mean? It's just going to take some time. I love that positive spin. One of the things that is kind of not positive about it is, like, um, every line is... If I did this, you know, if I bought you a dozen roses, would you throw them in my face? And, like, if I told you that I loved you, you know, could you bear to break my heart? It's like he's basically saying anything that he could do, um, it's going to blow up in his face. Right. You know. (laughs) But there's hope at the end, man. It's just going to take some time. Yeah. I identified with all these songs as a kid. It's crazy. Definitely. Next up, you're going to be mine. Another one. If you hear this chorus, you're humming it all day long, dude. You know. Yeah, this is this is one of those songs where I definitely think Beatles. Oh yeah. Just that intro with that that melody, man. Sounds like something the Beatles would do. Yeah. Great lyrics. I like how his one of us is lying. That's the shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what's up with that weird reggae? Like the it's kind of like a reggae ska kind of part in the middle. That's the only yeah, thing I never that, liked that part. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about this song. But I still love it, yeah. It's just... Yeah, it's um, great. say you love me, I say, or I say you love me, you say so you, you don't, don't, one of one us is, is lying. lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny, man. That's a classic line. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thumbs up for me, man. I mean, there's really... A, I like pretty much all these songs. Yeah, this is this is one of the songs that I noticed something when I was listening to it with good headphones on. Um, the last verse when he says, "I bought your favorite kind of soap," you know. Yeah. Um, there's a real big emphasis on that on that line on the at the end of each line. There's soap. Yeah. It's like there's there's you know multiple vocals on that one. And I was like, I never picked that up before. I've heard this fucking album. <laughs> hundreds of times and i've never picked that up before it's, yeah. it, it was weird so it's cool yeah a little bit of ear candy for you it's cool to discover new things on records you know but i, w- I was kind of looking for that though i was really paying attention to it when i was listening to it you know yeah not just driving and it happens to be on you know air drumming to it or whatever yeah um actually listening listening to it so Right. 
It's classic, man. I mean, you know, this is just one of those records, dude. Of course, it's going to be the first classic Parasites record we talk about because it is a fucking straight classic. Yeah. You know, I always thought their output maybe should have been more. You know, maybe he should have had more because, you know, they were around forever. Right. <laughs> um, but just, you know, that quality over quantity thing. So next up, Someday. I dove into your deep and I was so much deep you weren't real to me. I got confused and I scared you far away. I was so unwise you opened up my eyes and I could finally see. Love is more than everything we see. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> um, what a great chorus, though. I, I love at the end when it starts like kind of bleeding over itself. You know what I mean? And then he takes the 
the vocals up in register. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking beautiful, dude. The chorus is really, uh, it's, it's really bouncy. Yeah. I you know? It. it reminds me of the flow of the chorus of uh, It's All In My Head, Weasel, where it's kind of the way it flows. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I love it. It's one of the best choruses on this record, probably. Um, it sticks with me. The little weaselly lead in there with it. Yeah. I like the breakdown part where he says, I never kiss and tell because I never get a kiss. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's kind of a cool line. Right. Well, uh, let's just move on, man. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to make you love me. Um, cool song. This is one of my favorites. And I love how the first verse is in that, that, that timing, you know? Yeah. And then right into the big chorus that all these songs have. But then the like you know it goes back into the regular regular timing on the on the second verse. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think this this song it's just a little different, and I think it's that timing and his vocal. His vocals sound really cool on this album, and I think it's just because there's there's obviously two of them, right? They're doubled up. And I think he's doing most of the harmonies of himself too. Yeah, the fucking harmonies are incredible. Yeah, I love this one, and the coolest um, part is with this Dave kind of cemented his place as the second coolest person to ever utter that <laughs> phrase <laughs> right behind Morris Day and Purple Rain of course it's rare that I put my cards on the table when it comes to meeting young ladies but I'm gonna make you love me yeah <laughs> Dave's got this um still to the day the songs that he writes today he's got this um every chorus has that guitar melody behind it you know yeah cool and it's uh it's just totally him you know when you hear it it, it, it's just classic dave and you almost expect it you know you know it's coming i don't know how he does it how do you write this many songs with you know different songs (laughs) i think you just gotta have a lot of love in your heart you know yeah is that it must be yeah man this this song's fucking great oh yeah next up is the next time another beatly one Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I love the dual guitars in the beginning. You know, have you ever heard uh, Andrew Bird can sing by the Beatles? This song mm-hmm. totally reminds me of that. It's cool. I don't know. I would like this album. Yeah, I know we don't we don't like re-records, right? We're not allowed to like re-records. I would love this record re-recorded. I think, or even you just know? like a remaster and remix. Have Re- a mass, remix like, fix it. <laughs> Good one. And, and maybe yeah. we'll get one of those someday on this, but. Man, just to have this song just a little bit more banged out, you know? Oh, yeah. It would fucking rule. Yeah, it just needs it needs a little bit more energy. Such a great song. My favorite part in the whole damn song is that fucking snare roll right before the second verse. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's tight. Hmm. Oh, it's a weird thing, too. It's just such a great fill. It, like, builds up. It's just so cool. I like, too, that kind of at the end, the vocals... He's starting to channel a little bit of Lennon in there, too. Little John Lennon. It's pretty nice. Mm. Pretty nice. But I think Dead Roses is even more Beatlesque, dude. The opening riff, you know, with, you know, just the the muted guitar, but then it has that, like, the open chords at the end of it. Yeah, beautiful. It's fucking... It sounds really cool. Um... I like all these songs. I like when songs just sort of start out and they're not not completely banged out, you know, they're just muted and kind of yeah. low key. And it just it just I don't know, it fits this record 
Yeah. That's, a, that's an episode waiting to happen. Our top 11 songs that don't start all together. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Instead of everybody all at once, they have a, some kind of build up. Yeah. He's got a line in this song. He says, um, when you're this close to the fire, you can't help getting burned. Right. I mean, I know it's it's cliche and corny to say it like that, you know? That saying, you know? Too close to fire, you know, whatever. But right. I don't know. The way that he pulls it off in this it song, works. it's just... It just works, man. Yep. Um. Yeah, dead roses, dead like the love you threw away. Yeah. It even has a little Beatles reference with the "I'll cry instead" lyric. I mean, this is the ultimate album to listen to when you just got dumped. Exactly. Because you listen to it and you're like, "This dude's got it fucking worse than me." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way I look at this shit, man. Yeah, it's like the precursor to Office Rock. It was like a little more adult than, say, like the Queers or Weasel. You know what I mean? It's, it, yeah, but the, I, you know, I look at this album as like probably his most adult record, you know? Yeah. It's kind of weird because it was, I mean, he was pretty young when he made this. Um, Just seems like, I don't know, like he was... A little ahead of his time on this one. Yes. I think after this, you know, uh, Rat Ass Pie was, yeah, a more of that lookout sound, you know. Yeah. I don't want to say dumbed down, but you know, I like that a record though bit, too. Yeah. Oh, I love that record too. That record, that record suffers from production problems too. You know, it's a little muddy. A lot of their recordings are yeah. though, man. You know. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, the newer shit. The solitary is fucking great. Oh yeah. A lot of those early ones, especially a lot of those seven inches, almost loved you with that Parasites and uh, oh, Termite Split. Oh Great song, terrible mix. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. What's the one? Uh, damn it. But that song, man, he's he, he's he got that. He holds that note, dude. <laughs> yeah. That, I, 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 you know. Yeah, that's the Beatles thing. Yep. Even like Top Secret, man, that was a great f- song. Not oh yeah, that, not that great of a recording though, you know. It was it was okay. Okay, yeah. That was a clever song. Yeah. Double O jerk. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> good shit. Yeah. Where were we on Next, punchlines though? Staring at the ceiling. Love it. I mean, there's there's nothing bad Another on this record, one. dude. You know, and like you said. No. Another little bit more rocked out. I dig it, you know. You know how a lot of records have like a filler track? I don't think this record does, you know? No, I, I think this was this was always probably my least favorite. Um I don't know. I don't know. Like I liked fast songs, but the rest of this record, you know, other than, you know, I don't believe you, it's all that mid tempo yeah. stuff. And that's like that's his thing, I think. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is still a good song. It's still cool. I I think I appreciate it more now. You know, which is weird that I'm older. Yeah. But um, I I think he just pulls that slower stuff off a little better, and it's it just sounds more natural. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I can I can get behind that, but yeah, I like this song still though. But it, yeah, it's nice to have the the you know it breaks up the the monotonous of uh, that mid tempo, but. Man, I don't know. It's yeah. still cool. Yeah, it's cool. I still like it. Like yeah. I said, I like it more now, which is weird that I'm in my 40s and I like 
you know, a fast song more. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird, but yeah. what about the old letdown? What do you think of that? Well, letdown was. I love this song, right? Um, it reminds me of Jawbreaker. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it doesn't sound like Jawbreaker, but certain things. Maybe it's some of the chords, you know. Yeah. Um, it's Jawbreaker-ish, and that weird part at the end, you know, it's like super it's jam like part. Two minutes long, I think, and it sounds crazy noodling like guitar and shit. It, it sounds like J- something Jay Massis would do, you <laughs> totally, know. Dude, totally. It's slow, and it's just this long ass fucking buzzed out guitar solo. Yeah. Um, I don't like that part so much. I don't like that part either, and I don't like how it comes back into it. You know, it doesn't sound very natural. No, you know, I would have just. But everything up that to that part, part, yeah, is fucking dynamite, man. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's but... kind of weird. It takes like a left turn out of nowhere, and then kind of brings it back. But I would have just left that whole part out if I was producing that record. Yeah, I would have left that off. Definitely. The cool part is, is that uh, Retro Pop Remasters has a mix without all the crazy stuff. It just kind of stops where you think it should. It's pretty badass. I was in love with you. I thought you loved me too. But now I finally realize empty promises and lies. Just looking for my doubts. My patience has run out. And I hear so much different now. There's a couple weird parts in this song, you know. It's 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 a different song for him, but yeah, but a good way to close it out. 
you know, it's not like he's going out with a whimper. It's like no, it's going out pretty strong. Yeah, no, no, man. I mean, it's 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 such a strong record that it's I don't you know it's hard for a he's never gonna live it down. You know, he's never gonna do better than this. <laughs> I mean, not for me at least. Yeah. You know, I mean, this album, I you know, because this was the first thing I heard from him. I I've listened to it so many fucking times. Um, you know, when Rat Ass Pie came out, I loved it, yeah. and immediately, like, you just think this is the best. But I find myself really never listening to that whole album. You know, yeah. I'll listen to certain songs, of course, but um, um and solid hang up's great. Hang up's great, yeah. Um, but solitary, dude. Solitary is an album that that album fucking rules. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I I can see myself liking that a lot more. Mm, you know, I mean, I love it now, but I'll probably like it more. I could possibly like it more than this years down the road. You know? Yeah, you never know. The production's great. All the songs are great. Yeah, production's really good. Um, yeah, and what what's cool about that record is it's, it's not the same thing over and over. You know, yeah. I mean. He does a couple of different things on that record. Yeah. It's definitely a good one. Number two for me, behind Punchlines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His, uh... Radass is probably number two, or three, rather. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that, but... Yeah, man, but, I mean, it all started with Punchlines, you know? I think it had the coolest cover. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Always loved that, dude. I always loved loved the, the Parasites logo, you know? It was a great logo. Dude, he's parasites have been around for so long. Forever. It, you know, I I wish they got their due. I wish they were, you know, as big as the queers or Mr. T. You know, some people they are though. You know. Well, yeah, for some people, yeah, yeah. I th- they were certainly bigger in Japan. <laughs> you know, yeah. and like Spain, they did a lot better there touring wise. But eh, maybe that's because they didn't tour there that often. You know. Yeah. You know, they toured here constantly. Yeah. Maybe it was lineups, you know? Dude, he's had a lot of lineups, too. Yeah. <laughs> he's rivaling Joe Queer with lineup changes. Yeah. Did you ever see him with the Ergs? No. I never did either. Wanted to, but didn't. Yeah, that would have been a, sure that would have been a pretty good show. Yeah, I'm sure it was awesome. Yeah, I saw him most with, with uh, Dan and Scott Colfer, you know, playing. Yeah. Oh, man. What that those guys were great. Parasite's a great band, dude. You know, I think most yep. people realize it though. I do think most people kind of love the parasites. I mean, we'll find out once this posts. We always end up outing the people who don't like things. <laughs> yeah, there's always somebody that's gonna say what they don't like and whatnot. Yeah. But I think I think when people I think people love the songs. You know, I do. I think. I mean, you do. can't you can't get around that shit. Yeah, if if anyone's ever given them enough time to actually listen to them, I mean, why wouldn't you love them? Yeah, I always loved them. Like, the first time I saw them, they played here. There wasn't a big crowd, you know, of course. Um, I, I do remember them. They played on, it was like, uh, you know, it was like some weird Wednesday night or something. So the attendance would have been down anyways, but it was like a snowstorm. Yeah. You know, like a bad one. And... And so, like, there was really, uh, they played with, um, they were on tour with The Fuzz, 
and the Chubbies. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, that's the first time I got to see uh, the Chubbies. Never saw the Chubbies. Were they hot in person or what? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I would imagine so. I remember meeting, I met Jeanette, and I was like, I was like 17, you know, 16 or 17. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, so not a lot of people there. I think they played here again during a snowstorm another time. They did play here with um, FYP once. Oh, yeah. And it was a big show, but... Weird weird matchup. Yeah, it was a weird matchup, but um, there was two, like, hardcore bands that played. Yeah. um, um, Friends of mine, they played, they opened, and then the Parasites, and then FYP. So it was this weird... Most of the people kind of left for the parasites. Yeah, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, but yeah. yeah, they never really did great here. And they played here like in two thousand and probably two thousand and twelve or thirteen. Yeah, and um, yeah, they still kicked ass. Just you know, by that time, that stuff around here was dead. You know, turnout sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great band, though. Yeah. It seems like the best bands never get their due, you know? They're just too good for the average listener, I find, you know? Yeah. I, I think another reason, maybe, it, you know, is is they came out in a time when people were angsty, you know? Teenagers and shit like me and you, we were young. Yeah. And most kids didn't, you know, they didn't just hear a song, you know? They wanted energy and they wanted that you know, fuck you attitude, you know? Yeah, totally. And, and that's not the Parasites, you right. know? They're all love songs, so... Yeah. But I loved it, you know, like yeah. you said. That's what you liked, that's what I fucking liked. And, um... Yeah, I mean, there's still people that love them, and... Yeah. Definitely underrated band, I'd have to say, at the end of the day. Oh, definitely, I mean, yeah. They could have been much bigger, I think, and de- deserved to be, but... Yeah, they, they deserved it, that's for sure. yeah. What are you gonna do? You know. Yeah, it seems like he could be a, just like a, a songwriter. You know, that guy can write. Like when I'm here with you, that that's just like a radio hit for somebody. You know. Yeah. You should start sending demos to Nashville and get you know, <laughs> one of those songs on the radio. You're rich. Yeah. Well, he's got a bunch of them that I could see being, you know, hits. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're pretty timeless. That's the thing about love songs. They are fucking timeless. If, yep. you're, if you're writing songs about how much you hate Donald Trump, guess what? <laughs> in like five years or whatever, or even in you know two months or whatever it may be, it's already dated, you know? Whereas like you just write about you and loving someone, timeless. Well, yeah, and it crosses all, you know, genres and, and, and you know, genders and, yeah. politics who gives a shit it's a right. love song everyone's exactly. been through it doesn't matter where you come from or you know your background right. at all that's the beauty of it man you know yeah man so we finally did it we did a parasites classic album review yeah. Yeah. pretty fun yeah it's it's another one of those what do you say about <laughs> an album that you fucking love so much <laughs> right i mean yeah but it's somebody fun. out there though we have, you know, there's going to be somebody out there that's never heard it. And Possibly, yeah. they're going to go check it out, man. 
Yeah, so that's cool. If that happens, yeah. then we've we've done something positive, so that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. If not, we just get to celebrate something we love, and that's always fun too. So yeah, Parasites, Punchlines, go get it if you never heard it. It's one of the greatest albums, you know, from back in the day. Still holds up too. Yeah, I'm really hoping for a a remix remaster thing. Yeah, that would be so, awesome. Yeah, it would be. So we'll see what happens. Exciting stuff, man. Um, we should get out of here. Yeah, we should. Episode ninety one. And uh hope you liked it. I hope you made it all the way through. Yeah. And if <laughs> um, you and a special thanks to anyone who made it through the entire Huntington's episode. I can't marathon. fucking believe that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I did because I had to mix yeah, and yeah, edit yeah. and all that. But I mean, it was good, you know what I mean? I liked it. I had a fun time doing it. But anyways, all right, yeah. man. Thanks so much but, for listening. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get together in just a couple of days from now and do another one, so <laughs> Damn the schedule. I know, man. You fucked it up again. Uh, it was out of my hands, dude. <laughs> I saw that gaping wound, and I just I had to act on it. I couldn't just... Yeah, no, I hear you, man. In I hindsight, I could have just fucking put that Band-Aid on him himself and saved myself four hours fucking around <laughs> in the ER waiting room. You know? Yeah, and a bill. Ugh. Oh, we have insurance, so that's no big deal, but... Yeah. Still, the time wasted, and it fucked up our DR schedule. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Man, it is what it is. Yeah, well, tell that kid not to let it happen again. <laughs> I told him, man, <laughs> you got to be more careful. I'm not, I mean, you're not in trouble, but geez, dude, you know? Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to break your teeth out next time yeah well dude miles runs around like a fucking wild man i can't believe he doesn't get hurt i mean every once in a while he'll fall and it's like you know that you know that feeling when a kid falls and you're like everything kind of stops like Mm -hmm. oh shit and he kind of gets up and he he doesn't know what to do but then he kind of just he he, he's usually pretty good about just saying i'm okay yeah and it's just like you know that sigh of relief Right. Because sometimes, man, he hits the floor. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, what's broke? Right. If it happened to you or I, broken hip. Yeah. La- last <laughs> night, he, he 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 got in his bed, and he's been doing this, like, you put him down, and to, to actually lay down, he kind of bounces forward and right down, you know? Yeah. And he did it so hard, and he was... He was off position a little bit where he banged his head in the headboard, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, really fucking hard. And yeah, he didn't like that, you know? No. So then that, that kind of fucked up bedtime last night. <laughs> didn't want to go to bed after that. It was right. that was a it was a hard fucking hit, you know? Yeah. Luckily Jeez. kids are made pretty pliable, you know? Yeah. They're I mean, they're made to kind of take some tumbles and falls, you know? Whereas, like we were saying before, if the same thing happens to an adult, you're hurt. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to whine about it for an hour at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. See you later. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Dummy Room. We really appreciate you spending a little time with us each week. So, we'll meet you back here next week for another fun episode. Goodbye.